Kafei Kislev Taf Shin Ayin Vav Day One of Hanukkah coming to you live from the headquarters of Ariel Tours in New York. I'm Mayor Weingarten. Welcome to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. <laughs> The Maccabees, off of their brand new album, A Maccabees Hanukkah. I know, does it count officially as Israeli music? They sing in Sfaradit, so I hope it counts as Israeli music. Welcome one and all, happy Hanukkah, as we say in Israel, Chag Urim Sameach. All the best to everybody as you are tuned in. We are here each and every Monday, immediately following JM in the AM. We're here live, 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Israel Time. And uh, we can be heard as well whenever you want to, on demand, audio on demand, it's called. We can be heard via the Nahum Siegel Network app. We can download the show when you're in a Wi-Fi area and listen to it whenever you want. On the Nahum Siegel website, NahumSiegel.com, via the show archives. Or via iTunes, where you can podcast so many different ways. If you're not sure how to do it, let us know. Send me an email, mayor at nachumsegel.com, and I'll be happy to uh, try and uh, walk you through it or send you instructions on how to do this. Oh, so much going on. Nachum is already in Paris with the uh, Nachum Siegel Network crew, where um, they will be on Wednesday night, the fourth night of Hanukkah, hosting 
this huge concert, bringing a concert of Jewish unity, Let There Be Light, to uh, Paris. And the headliner of this concert is Yehoram Gaon, and how things just sort of combine. One of the theme songs, so to speak, when I think of my mother, whose name is Shoshana, and in English, Rose, is the Yehoram Gaon song Rosa from Casablanca. So, in honor of my mother's birthday today, first day of Hanukkah, we'll play Yehoram Gaon, and in honor of the concert, in honor of Jewish unity, we will play Yehoram Gaon and Rosa. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network. Happy birthday! I'm going with Rosa. Going out with happy birthday wishes to my Ima. Always in good health, always with smachot. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Single Network. And as we mentioned, Yehoram Gaon, who just sang that song, is the headliner of the Jewish Unity Concert being brought to the City of Lights on the Holiday of Lights by a man who lights up the world. Nachum Siegel 
presents the Concert of Unity in Paris on Wednesday night, fourth candle of Hanukkah. The concert is going to take place in the main shul, the main old shul in Paris. It'll be, I understand, broadcast live on the stream, 2 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday, so stay tuned for that. Uh, in addition to the concert, Wednesday um, and Thursday, Nachum will be broadcasting live from the Jewish community of Paris. Uh, it's going to be so amazing. It's so amazing what he's doing. It's such a huge undertaking, but it it will hopefully bring our communities closer. There are so many other Jewish communities around the world, and um, this will help bring our community closer to the Jews in France who are going through difficult times. Last week, we posted on our Facebook page very early on, one of the first, I think, so excited, um, we posted the exciting news, the discovery, which was had been made before, but it was now released to the public, the discovery of a signet ring, a, a, what's called a bula, which was in ancient times the way you would sign your name. You would take, um, you would take, you would have a ring, and the ring had um, an engraving on it, like a, and when you pressed it into soft clay, it would leave an impression. And the impression would have your name on it and maybe some other symbols. We have found hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of bula from the period of the first Bet HaMikdash, all throughout Ir David area, throughout the Harabayit area. We found names of people who appear in the Tanakh, and especially names of people who in the Tanakh are called Sofer, they are the official writers, because not everyone could write. So you needed to have people who would write out on parchment whatever information the king wanted them to either save or or, or, or um, decree and so forth. Then they would roll the parchment and create this little stamp and then put that on the parchment and wrap it around with with a thin string to hold it together. So that when this document came somewhere, it was very clear who wrote it because, and that nobody tampered with it. Because if uh, you, it was opened, then this clay, which is very breakable, would have broken to pieces. And we, as I said, we found many such bulan people, Gumar Yaben Shafan and others. But last week was the first time we were introduced to a bula that belonged personally to a Melech Israel, to one of the kings of Judea, and a great king, Chizkiyahu HaMelech, who was considered one of the greatest kings from Bet David. We found his insignia. It's very hard to look at this and and imagine that it would mean anything else. There are a few places that are rubbed out, but almost all the letters are intact. Lechizkiyahu, space, Ahaz, Ahaz was the name of his father, Melech Yehuda. So the Chet in Ahaz is partially um, worn off, and the um, end of the, and the Yehuda, the last letter, is also worn off, but it's hard if you, I mean, you gotta complete the letters. It's hard to imagine it's anything else. It's pretty amazing. In the middle is what they describe as the sun disk and two wings representing the rays of the sun shining down. Uh, and they say that that represents God's, um, hashgacha on the world, so to speak. And on either side of that is what's called an anach. It's an ancient symbol. Uh, that is an icon for life. These were icons that were used in those days. You know, today we'd put a little smiley face or something. Um, it is tiny. It's like um, like a centimeter, a little more. It's, it's like the size of a fingernail. That's how big it is. But 
Um, the fact that it specifically mentions Chizkiyahu HaMelech, it blows your mind. You say, oh my gosh. And this was found right near Har Habayin, the area that's called the Ofel, that very steep area to the, um, to the east, southeast corner of Har Habayit, known as the Ofel. That's the area in which this was found. So, very close to Har Habayit, probably in an area that was used for royal um, residence or royal um, administration. And so it makes sense that it would be found there. It was found in the right context scientifically as far as how deep it was found, that it matches the period of time that we're talking about, which is 2,600 and something years ago, 2,600 and something years ago. And I always say how amazing it is that the more our enemies try to divide us from Yerushalayim, to, to disconnect us from Yerushalayim, to chop us off, to say brazenly that the Jews were never here and there was never a temple here and all the stuff in the Bible is stories and it's meaningless. The more they say that, the more witnesses come out of the ground and say, Hi, I'm here. My name is Chizkiyahu, king of Judah. And here is something that you're holding in your hand that's 2,600 years old that is witness, that bears witness to my having been here. King of the Jewish people. It's fascinating. I want to share with you today, during the show, more about Chizkiyahu Melech Yehuda. Because, interestingly, he's one of the kings that we really have a lot of archaeological evidence about. Don't know why in particular him over others, but he was considered a great king, and he ruled for 29 years, which was a a, a reasonable chunk of time. The story of Chizkiyahu HaMelech is told in three places in Tanakh, three different places in Melachim Bet, chapters uh, 18 to 20, in Ishayahu, chapters 36 to 38, and in Divrei HaYamim Bet, chapters 29 to 32, if you want to take a look at them. He becomes king when he is 25 years old, about the year 670 BC. So it's 2685, 2685 years ago, 2685 years ago. That's We're talking about a person who lived 2685 years ago, who we now hold in our hand, something that he held in his hand. And the DNA is probably similar. He was a righteous king. He uh, he walked in the footsteps of David Hamelech, his forefathers. It says, Bashem Israel Batach. He had faith in God. V'acharav lo hayakamo. No king after him. There weren't that many. No king after him was as great as him. B'chom asher hayu lefanav. And those who were before him as well. Well, four years into his term, so he's 29, he's a pretty young guy. Ashur, which is the major power in the world at that time, captures the northern kingdom, what we call the northern kingdom, that means the kingdom of Israel. I have to remember, and this is hard for us, I think, to, uh, hard for us to comprehend a little. You know, after Shlomo HaMelech, there was David HaMelech, then there was Shlomo HaMelech, and after Shlomo HaMelech, there was no more united state of Israel. Meaning there was a state of Israel with a king at its head during the times of Shaul and David and Shlomo, and that's it. Can you imagine that? After that, It splits, the people split into two different countries. Imagine today, the state of Israel splits, that there's a part, a group of people who say, we no longer want to be part of the state, we're starting our own state, and they go ahead and they capture land, and they say, this is our territory, and we're going to rule separately, and you don't rule over us anymore. You, the state of Israel. We're going to call it the state of Judea. Can you imagine? And we talk about Jewish unity, and Nachum, of course, being in Paris now for for a a unity week. 
and the unity concert. And we think that the Jewish people today are not really united. But if you think back to it, we have one state of Israel. There's one government. Like it, don't like it. There's one government. There's one army. In in the days of the Tanakh, for most of the period of of, of the Tanakh Vayit Rishon, of the first temple, there were two states of Israel, Judea and Israel. Judea was basically the area of Yerushalayim and south to what would be today in the area of Gush Etzion and Hebron. And then the northern section, which was everything above that, the, the tribe of Binyamin, Ephraim, Menashe, all the way up north. What, what today is Beit El would already be uh, included in Israel. So, as hard as it is to imagine, there were two separate countries. And at times they would fight each other and kill each other. So four years into Chizkiyahu's term as king of Judea, which includes Yerushalayim, Ashur, Assyria, the major world power, captures Yisrael and exiles the ten tribes. The What we know today as the lost tribes, and, and many Midrashim have been written about them and so forth, this is when they are exiled, never, never to be heard from again. And they're exiled by Ashur. And the kingdom of Judea lasts quite a time after the kingdom of Israel is already gone. Well, 14 years, that is 10 years later, a new world power appears. Ashur. I'm sorry, um, Sanchariv appears. And Sanchariv I'm sorry, it's the same world power, it's Sanchariv, yeah. Sanchariv, the king of Ashur, decides that he wants to capture Judea as well. And he attacks with a huge army. Chizkiyahu doesn't try to fight him. He offers him a tribute. And and uh, the king of Ashur accepts his tribute, which is a, a way of saying, here's a lot of money, I'm your servant, I'll be beholden to you, but you don't attack me. This is from Sefer Melachim. It says, that means the king of Ashur, and remember the name Lachish, the king of Ashur is now fighting in the Judean city of Lachish, the Jewish city of Lachish. And Chizkiyahu basically bows down to him. Chatati, I've, I've sent to you. Shov me'alai, et ten alai Give me, tell me what you need me to pay you and I'll pay you. And Melech Ashur, Vayasa Melech Ashur, Chizkiyahu, Melech Yudah, Shlosh Meot Kikar Kesef, Vishloshim Kikar Zahav. He says, listen, you need to pay me 300 Kikar Kesef of silver and three and 30 gold Kikarim. It's probably a lot of money because, how does Chizkiyahu get it? Vayitin Chizkiyahu, et kol ha-kesef ha-nimtza beit Hashem, uv-otsuot beit ha-melech. All the money that he had in the Beit HaMikdash, which is one of the places that they would store the money in the ancient world, People would store, the government, the king would store his money in the temples. He took all the money in Beit Hashem, all the money that were in, in the pocket, the coffers of the king. And at that time, He took from the Beit HaMikdash, he took off some of the doors which were lined with um, with uh, silver or gold and he gave that as well meaning he didn't even have the money but he wanted to buy quiet and he didn't want to fight against Sanchevive he knew he wouldn't win and so he decided to do that which is amazing well Sanchevive doesn't stick to the deal and uh, he employs what is a really modern technique of um of, of propaganda, 
we're not going to get into this particular part of it, but it's amazing to see how even back in ancient times, 2,600 years ago, how important Hasbara was, propaganda, uh, being able to tell the narrative, to tell the story, sort of the media of the day. Sancharif sends somebody to stand outside the walls and yell out to the Jews and tell them, listen, you don't have a chance, there's no way that you're going to make it. And um, you look at all the other kings that fell and, and the people get disillusioned. Well, now we have a situation where Chizkiah Melech is afraid that Sancharif, who has now captured so many cities, including the big city of Lachish, that he's now going to come and attack Yerushalayim. And Chizkiah Melech prays to God and asks God to help him defeat this enemy. And we see this prayer in Melachim and Yishayahu. And he also sends to Yishayahu and asks Yishayahu to pray for him as well. And God answers him and God says to him, The king of Ashur will not enter Yerushalayim. He will not uh, throw his arrows on, you, on the city. He won't build a, a siege around it. The same way he came, he'll leave. And in fact, the Tanakh tells us, that there was a miracle and as they were thinking to attack Yerushalayim a, an angel of God came and um, attacked so to speak and killed the entire Ashurian army 185,000 um, soldiers and when the people of Judea woke up they saw them all dead, lying dead. And the Tanakh continues to tell us that Sancheriv goes back to his capital, Ninveh, that we know that city from Yonah, and ultimately what happens is that his own sons kill him. We'll take a break for some music, and then we'll continue the story of Chizkiah and... The, the part that I want to uh, emphasize after we tell you the story is the archaeological evidence that we have found over the last 150 some odd years to corroborate everything that it says in Tanakh. It doesn't always now hinge on belief because now for some of this we actually have proof. New song by Avadya Hamama and Gad Elbaz, appropriate for Hanukkah, it's called Or Haner, based on words by Harav Avram Yitzchak Kohen Cook. We're debuting it here on the Israel Show. My name is Mayor Weingarten. You are tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network.
שכל איש ידע ויבין שנר דולק בתוכו ואין אירו שלו כנר חברו ואין איש שאין בו נר וצריך שכל איש ידע ויבין שעליו לעמוד Avram Yitzhak HaKohen Cook Melodies by Ovadia Hamama And it was sung by Ovadia Hamama And got Elbaz off of the album Shirat Haaretz or Haner In honor of Hanukkah You're tuned to the Israel Show on the Nachum Siegel Network My name is Mayor Weingarten We are sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh Which provides Olim With so many different resources Including financial aid To make their Aliyah possible They have revolutionized Aliyah. It is amazing. I, I believe there was an ad I saw this past week that they hit 40,000, the number of Olim that they are responsible for bringing from the United States. They are doing amazing work. And um, all you got to do is go onto their website and check out what they have to offer and think about the options of uh, making Aliyah. It's a, it's a pretty good uh, pretty good thing to think about. Nefesh Benefesh website, www.nbn.org.il, nbn, Nefesh Benefesh, nbn.org.il. The Israel Show is proud to be sponsored by Nefesh Benefesh, revolutionizing Aliyah. Well, we're telling you about, um, telling you about Chizkiyahu and, um, How Sanchewiv tried to capture Yerushalayim. He was successful in capturing many of the other cities of Judea, but God promises Chizkiyahu that he won't capture Yerushalayim, and in fact, he did not. And the Torah tells us, Tanakh tells us, that he did not capture Yerushalayim. Tanakh tells us that there was a great miracle, and it didn't happen. One of the things that Chizkiyahu did in order to get ready for war because it's not enough to daven so tells us the Tanakh Vayari Chizkiyahu Kibasan Chayriv Ufanav Lamilchama Yerushalayim Chizkiyahu sees that some Chayriv is heading toward Yerushalayim to fight so he consults with his ministers and they take the water the water is critical Because there's only one water source in Yerushalayim. And what they do is, they make it so it cannot be accessed from outside. Any water that's from outside of the city, they closed it off. And we are also told that Chizkiyahu then built a tunnel... He had a tunnel built, an aqueduct, underneath the ground, carved in the hilly rocks of Yerushalayim, so that the water would flow into the city, meaning from the water source, which was outside of the walls of the city. So they closed that up so it wouldn't be accessible. They blocked that access to the water source 
from outside the city, and they built a tunnel so that the water should flow into the city, into the area that was surrounded by the wall. And in Divrei Hayamim it says, "Vehu Yechizkiyahu Satamet Motza Meimei Gichon Ha'Elyon VeYashreim Lematam Arava Leir David." He closed up the access to the water source above, and he had them go down westward into the city into Ir David. That's what we're told. In Sefer Melachim, we're also told about this tunnel. Now, at the end of his days, they mention, as in, in passing almost, that he made a pool, a water pool, and a canal, I mean a tunnel, bringing the water into the city. These have been written in the annals, in the history of the kings, a book which I don't believe we have. So, imagine that in the time of Chizkiyahu, as we say 2,600 years ago, a tunnel is dug, it's, it's crazy to imagine that they were able to dig a tunnel in rock, in the rocky hills of Yerushalayim, taking water from the Gihon, Shiloach, and bringing it into a pool in the city. Those of you who have been to Israel many times, um, especially if you've been on a tour, you might have actually walked through the very tunnel that was dug during the times of Chizkiyahu HaMelech. And the water is still flowing. We can walk through history. And in 1880... At the center of the tunnel, there was found by archaeologists an inscription written in the, the ancient Hebrew that was used during the Bayit Rishon. So we know that this is Hebrew writing, and we know that it was written before the Jews were sent out to Bavel. And it tells about the digging of the tunnel. So clearly, this inscription that was found in Hebrew, was written around the times of Chizkiyahu, because it's Chizkiyahu, we're told, who built this tunnel. It says, Tamahanikba, we have finished the the tunnel, Vizehayadvar Hanikba, and this is the story of how we built it. As they were hacking away with the, with the axes, one toward the other, Uvaot Shaloshamot Lehina Cave, and there's three amot left. They started from the other end. It's, it's like very abnormal way to build a tunnel. But imagine one says, I'm going to start on this side. You go to the other side. And we're going to follow some maybe crevice, maybe something that was in the rock that they understood that they were following so that they'd meet in the middle. Otherwise, how in the world would they know to meet in the middle? And there's three amot left for for it to break through. Nishma kol ish el Oh, you hear one of the diggers on one side and one of the diggers on the other side calling out to his friend. Ki hayta zada batsur miyaminu mismol. There was a zada. We don't know exactly what that means. In the rock on the right on the left. Uviyom anikba hikuha chutzvim ish likrat o garzen al garzen. And on the day that they broke through the people who were who were chopping away the chutzvim they they hacked away one toward the other, Gazin el Gazin, axe to axe, by Hamayim, and the water flowed, Min from its source, El Habrecha, to the pool, Bimataim va Elef Ama, two, a thousand two hundred Amot. Umeat Ama, Hayagova Hatsur, Al Roshachotzim. There was a hundred Ama, was the height of the rock above, that means this is a tunnel above the head of the. This is amazing. There you can find this online. It's the uh, it's the Ketovet Hashiloach. Uh, you can see the the whole thing written out in in the original. You can see the it, it translated into the current Hebrew script that we use. The actual thing is was was taken by the Turks and is I believe in a museum in Istanbul at this point and very hard to get to because. 
it just it it, it it's too much of a proof of the Jewish presence in Yerushalayim 2,600 years ago. There is, by the way, a facsimile of this uh, inscription, and there's a plaque put up by the uh, by the Jerusalem Ministry, and it says that in this place 2,700 years ago, the uh, this plaque was put in the place where they broke through. Going to go to some more music, and then we'll hopefully tell you more about archaeological evidence of what the Torah tells us, the Tanakh tells us about King Chizkiyahu and about his wars with Sanchevriv. Because believe it or not, it's it's one thing to find evidence from your side of the story, from the Judean side of the story, but we have evidence of the story from the Sanchevriv side of the story. Because Sanchariv was very proud of his conquests in Judea. And he wrote about it. And in the 1800s, we found the writing in cuneiform, which we, around that time, learned how to read and decipher. And wow! Imagine the shock when they saw what they saw. Here's Yehoram Gaon again. He's the headliner at the uh, big Jewish Unity Concert in Paris, brought to Paris by the Nachum Siegel Network, the City of Lights, the Holiday of Lights, Wednesday night headlined by Yehoram Gaon in the uh, main shul in Paris, the big shul, and Nachum will be broadcasting Wednesday and Thursday from Paris, live JM and the AM shows, make sure you stay tuned to all of that. Here's Yehoram Gaon, Hadliku et Ha'or, in honor of Hanukkah, Yehoram Gaon, the Holiday Lights, the City of Lights, Nachum Siegel Network, show us how much light there is in the world. Thank you. 
Turn on the lights. And Nachum Siegel is turning on the lights in the city of lights, on the holiday of lights, bringing Yehoram Gaon to the Unity Concert in Paris, in the Great Synagogue there. Wednesday night, the fourth candle of Hanukkah. And we can hear it here in the United States on Eastern Time on Wednesday, 2 p.m. I understand it's going to be broadcast live on the Nachum Siegel Network via the app or on the website. We're telling you about the amazing archaeological discoveries that talk about the, the chapters of Tanakh that we see we have seen for thousands of years and over the last 150 years or so from the mid-1800s, archaeologists had access to Mesopotamia, to um, the city of Nineveh where Sancheriv had his huge palace. And, you know, great leaders with huge egos like to document their victories in various ways. We know the Arch of Titus, which in Rome, showing how the Romans took the... Um, Utensils of the Betamik Dash, the Menorah, and so forth, very famous. In ancient times, they would write down the stories, sometimes on a stella, on a big, like, rock that was uh, made to be uh, flat and shiny in front, and then they would carve out on on that. Or sometimes on uh, what's called a prism. It's a small like a cylinder with six flat sides, a hexagon. It's about 14 inches in height, imagine. It's like about 14 inches in height. It's about five and a half inches wide. And it has six sides. It's it's clay, it's baked, and you write on it, and then you bake it to harden it so that it should stay as one piece. Did pictures of it. Pictures on, uh, if you want to go to uh, the web, you can look for Sana Kharib's Annals. I'll post a link to it or a picture of it on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the Israel show. This is called the Taylor Prism. It was discovered by somebody by the name of Taylor. It is written in cuneiform, and again, until the 1800s, we didn't know how to translate cuneiform until the discovery of the Rosetta Stone. And so, as they translated this cuneiform writing, which is um, like writing uh, using symbols, imagine, imagine the shock as they get to words like Jerusalem, Chizkiah of Judah. These are words inscribed on this on this document, if you will, on this clay piece that Sancheriv has written to celebrate his victories. So now we have archaeological evidence of Chizkiyahu Melech 
and Sancheriv, not only from our own archaeological finds, and the one that was found last week, but from the enemy's side as well. And what's interesting is, that the Torah tells us, the Tanakh tells us, that that Sancheriv was not able to capture Yushalayim, that, there, that Chizkiyahu davened to God, that God answered his prayers, and that there was a, a um, devastating plague overnight and the entire army of Sancheriv was wiped out and Judea, I mean Yushalayim was saved. Now, if, if you're Sancheriv writing the story, you don't really want to write that. <laughs> right? You don't really want to write that. But, Here's what he writes, and this is a quote from this, what they call this prism, this little um, document that's that's etched in cuneiform. It says, as for Hezekiah the Judahite, isn't that amazing? Isn't that enough just to blow your mind? That on, on a document, sort of, a clay piece that is writing the annals, the, the story of Sancheriv, he's referring to Hezekiah the Judite, who did not submit to my yoke 46 of his strong walled cities as well as the small towns as areas which were without number by leveling with battering. Basically he's saying that he captured and, and leveled many of the cities in Yehuda, which is true, we know that's true, but Yushalayim was saved. So, what does he say? Hezekiah himself like a caged bird, I shut up in Jerusalem, his royal city. Meaning, he, he won't concede defeat. He's not saying I wasn't able to capture. He said, but I closed him up like a caged bird. Meaning, he's stuck in Yerushalayim. He can't come out. And we know that they fortified Yerushalaym, They built the, the, the walls a little stronger and the water and so forth. So they didn't go out because they were afraid. So that's how Sancheriv writes. And he writes also that he put on a, a greater tax burden. I added the former tribute and I laid upon him the surrender of their land and imposed gifts for my majesty. As for Hezekiah, the terrifying splendor of my majesty overcame him and so forth. But never does he say, unlike all the other cities that he talks about that he conquered, never does he say that he conquered Yushalayim because he didn't. And that is totally in line with what the Torah tells us. And one last form which in which the kings of old would document their victories. And these were big wall engravings, if you will, called reliefs. They were etched in, in probably in stone and, and would occupy a full wall and, and through drawing, literal drawings in, etched in stone, they would tell the story of the king's victories. And such a relief, such a drawing was found in Ninveh, Sancheriv's capital and his palace, 70 feet, an entire wall dedicated to his battle at Lachish, in which we know he won, and as is mentioned in Lachim Bet and in Devarayamim Bet, and it's described in this relief in tremendous detail, including how he tortured the Jews, the Judeans that lived there, how he impaled them on, on big spears. All the details are there. It is amazing to try to wrap up somewhat. When we find layers and layers and layers and layers underneath the current surface. As we dig down, our connection to Israel gets stronger and stronger. The further down we dig, the more connected we see that we are. And here it is, we found this amazing remnant, this witness of Chizkiyahu HaMelech, a signet ring. It's sort of like his signed document, his personal item. He held this in his hand, King Chizkiyahu, a scion of the Davidic dynasty. And we see the tunnel that he carved. We find it. And we find writings of Sancheriv, of Ashur, of our enemies, talking about how they conquered us, but basically saying and making it very clear that the Judeans and Chizkiah were there. We're in Yerushalayim. The word Yerushalayim is mentioned in the cuneiform writings. It is unbelievable. Let us always remember this isn't something that the Arabs want to say, we made it up, we had no connection to it. We know it's not true, and we have proof that it's not true. 
So let us always remember that. Something new from Israel. We'll end off with Quinta 5 is the name of the group. Quinta 5. And this is a medley of Hanukkah songs. But first, we will, as always, thank you so much for tuning in, for listening. Thank you for all your Facebook likes and comments. Thanks to the staff of the Nachum Siegel Network. And my very special thanks, as always, to Nachum. And my best wishes to him and the crew that are over in Paris bringing the Unity Concert to the French people as we show our solidarity with our brothers and sisters in France who are going through difficult times. Coming up on the Nachum Siegel Network, encore presentations of Eternal Flame with Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson, followed by headlines with David Lichtenstein and then the great Monday Music Marathon. Have a happy Hanukkah, everybody. Let us celebrate. Let us remember the great legacy that we have and that we continue. And until next Monday, immediately following JM and the AM, this is Mayor Weingarten reminding you that nice guys do not finish last. They're just running in a different race. Oh no.